0: No signups, no fees, no strings attached. We use the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast in many different ways, but the main point is to get you the information you need to keep playing baseball. We appreciate you tuning in to the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast, the best source of recruiting information on the go. What's up, guys? On this episode, we're joined by Kansas City, Kansas Community College assistant coach Andrew Kryling. Kryling was a standout player and academic All-American at KCKCC before transferring to Pittsburgh State University, where he played the outfield and was named an all-conference player as a senior. After interning with Pitt State's strength and conditioning program, Kryling joined the staff at Avila University in Kansas City, where he served as a volunteer and graduate assistant over three seasons. On the field for Avila, he worked with the outfielders and served for a year as the hitting coach. Off the field, he earned a Master's of Business Administration. When a position opened up at KCKCC after he graduated, Kryling jumped on the opportunity to coach and work for his alma mater, a family man. Kryling credits his wife, Kramer, for supporting him as he pursues his passion for coaching and adds that any success and joy he has on the diamond starts at home. Coach Kryling, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, excited to talk baseball, and I know you guys have been playing pretty well, so uh, excited to hear a little bit more about your program. But why don't you just start off by telling us about your career in baseball and how you got to be the coach at your old stomping grounds there at Kansas City, Kansas Community College.
1: All right, well, as you said, I I started at at Kansas City, Kansas Community College, and I played two years here. And that was 2012 and 2013. I moved on to Pittsburgh State University, Pittsburgh without the H. That's in uh, southeast Kansas, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar. Uh, Home of the Gorillas and played for for two years down there as well. I uh, majored in kinesiology, exercise science, and uh, was fortunate enough to intern with the strength program down there. And uh, after that, I uh, I reached out to uh, co- head coach at Avila University, Daryl Cronk. and I I had met him a couple times as, as a teenager playing playing baseball, and uh, and he was happy to bring me on. And I was a volunteer assistant for one year there. Then became the graduate assistant when uh, when the position opened up. And, uh, so I spent a total of three seasons there at Abilene University and, uh, opportunity opened up here at KCK and I, I knew I wanted to give, uh, give it a shot at my old, old stomping grounds. So that's yeah. that's basically how I, where I, the short version of where I've ended up. So,
0: yeah. So a nice, a nice homecoming for you. And then you've also got a chance to kind of get your feet wet somewhere else and, Uh, fulfill a couple different roles it sounds like
1: yes yeah it's been it's been awesome
0: so why don't we before we get into the coaching and the nuts and bolts and stuff you know a lot of times a player's background influences the way they go about their business so you obviously as you mentioned played at the junior college level so before we get into coaching uh, you know and and talk about that at the juco level talk about your experience as a player what are some of the benefits that you got from starting as a, as a Juco player, as opposed to going maybe right to a four year school.
1: Well, um, I got I mean, the biggest thing and was the relationships I made. Um, I think I enjoyed the fact that I could, I could have teammates that I could run into as, that that were playing that I was playing against a couple of years later. But, um, I think biggest, biggest benefits I got from a junior college, I found out more about the player. I was at a, uh, at a place that was, that was really the best fit for me. Um, I think if I were to go to a four year school, I, I would have had, had a lot of the same benefits too, but, uh, junior college and, and the coaches that were here when I, uh, when I was playing, they really, really made me kind of the man I am today. So, uh, the biggest thing, the biggest benefit were, were the coaches that were here when I, when I was playing. So,
0: yeah. So you mentioned finding a program fit and Mm -hmm. is that kind of what you sought out to do when you were looking to play at the college level?
1: Uh, absolutely. And, and, and to be honest, I I wanted to play the play the Division One baseball just like just like almost every kid does right, uh, and and that's part of why I went to junior college was was I felt like I had I had a chance to do that and uh, so I was able to uh, able to find out that's not really what I needed so <laughs> that was that was kind of also a big a big lesson too so
0: yeah which. Can definitely uh be a blessing right there. Um so let's let's transition to the, the coaching side of things and gonna give you a, a pretty big question right away. Um okay. why don't you give us your best sales pitch for why a high school players should go to junior college or or at least consider junior college more than you know, most kids do.
1: Well, I think uh the best the best thing is it gives you two more two more years to find out a little more about yourself before before you're at that four-year school uh it gets you to f- helps you find out do you want do you want a, a bigger class size or do you are you okay with a smaller class size that mo- most junior colleges have to offer and and uh you get to get to really develop as much as you want on the junior on the, on the junior college landscape at at uh, at the four-year level, there's a lot, lot more restrictions on, on practice time and, and things like that. Although we don't, we don't by any means do anything crazy like eight-hour practices or anything. like <laughs> that. <bad. laughs>
0: like you hear about some places.
1: Sure, sure, but it gives it gives us the opportunity. If if guys want more, we can we can give more. We don't we can't we don't have to say well, we're not restricted to do that, but. We're, ha- we're happy to we're happy to give guys more work if when they want it and like a lot of guys do want more work so
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: it's I think that's that's the biggest thing it gives you two more years to find out a little more about a little more about yourself before you make that that big decision so
0: yeah and so as you said you 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 had the big d1 dreams as you know just about everyone does and then you got there and realized that that wasn't what you needed and do you see that happen with a lot of players as they grow and they mature and they kind of realize, you know what, maybe I don't need this. Maybe I can find a better fit elsewhere.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think that was a pretty common theme theme when uh, with, with the teammates that I had and we had a couple of players go division one and they found a great fit for them as well. And uh, that's what our coaches preached. And some of us had took, it took a, a year to really understand it, but I mean, once we once we realized we wanted to play for the love of the game and we wanted to play for our teammates, it, it didn't matter where we were. So,
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point that a lot of people miss kind of chasing the biggest name out there is no matter where you end up, if you're around people that you enjoy being around and have the opportunity to improve and compete, a lot of people are are really happy being there so that's yeah great point right there um do you feel like your experience as a as a player at the juco level help prepare you for some of the recruiting that you're doing right now
1: i think so but i mean the biggest biggest help in recruiting has just been just been the practice of uh, of the practice of recruiting uh I think the past, the three years I was at Avala, I did, I helped out with a little bit with the recruiting there too. And it, and, uh, and so that was, that was really the best, the the best helper in that. But uh, when guys do ask specific junior college questions, I, it was, it was good for me
0: that I played here as well
1: at the junior college level
0: yeah that kind of gives you that inside track to really let them know what the experience is like mm-hmm. and so what are some of those things that you've developed as a recruiter over time what What are some of the things that you look for in players? I think
1: i I just really love looking for players who are just all about baseball I think um, some of the players that that uh they 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 see college baseball as more of the idea of college baseball rather than they rather than some guys just, just want to get after it and those are the type of players who we, who we really really look for those kind of dog mentality dog mentality players that that are just kind of dirtbag players just want to get want to get dirty all the time want to want to do all the extra things just to just to make the play and that's those are the biggest things and I know it sounds kind of sounds a little cliche, a little common, but it's the truth. Some guys have it and some guys don't. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, certainly when you get to the college level and you're you're going through that daily schedule as a player, you know, the ones that aren't really in it for the right reasons tend to get chased off pretty quickly, but you want those, those dogs that just keep coming back for more. Mm -hmm. So from a, from a skills perspective, um, is there anything numbers-wise that you look for? Or are there any specific skill sets um, that you look to complement that mentality? It's uh, when
1: guys are
0: when guys are willing
1: to steal bases. I think that's a good indicator of of kind of just being all being all about baseball because uh, almost every player likes to work on their swing. They like to work on 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 getting those. Getting the velocity up and things like that, but when guys really take take advantage of the the games within the game of baseball, then that, I think that's the biggest indicator of of guys who are really all about baseball
0: yeah that's I like what you say there, man um, and that's an interesting perspective because especially at the lower levels, it's easy to just get on base and and be content, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's, that's um, that kind of eats away at my next question, um, yeah. which was, you know, if there's any anything that might surprise people listening, that you look for. And I think base running is is a good one for kids and, and parents out there to understand that college coaches really put a lot of value in that. But are there any other, either personal characteristics or on field attributes that might surprise someone who's listening right now that you're really honing in on besides base running?
1: uh let's see on uh on the field it's when they you can really tell when guys celebrate their their teammate success as well and it's not fake and it's not because coach told me to Mm -hmm. Uh, that's that's huge that's such a big thing and it's a big thing uh when guys guys get here and they they aren't that way they kind of find themselves not fitting well so uh, Mm um so we we definitely look for things like that and off the field uh i think i like guys with a little bit of personality that that uh <laughs> that they're they're willing to have a conversation with me on the phone and and uh so it's it, i think it shows it shows confidence it shows that it's not they're not just kind of going through the motions and just waiting for someone to make an offer they're, they're those guys are actually seeking out um, seeking out information and things like that too. So
0: yeah, guys who are enjoying the process <laughs> now at the junior college level, obviously the academic standards for participating are lower. And that's one reason why, um, you know, a lot of kids take advantage of that kind of second chance, but how big of a role do academics play in recruiting for you? And is academic success something that you guys are looking for? From high school guys, absolutely.
1: We we definitely are looking for uh, academic success. We and that's not to say that we uh, we haven't taken on guys that that may not necessarily have the best GPA or the best grades, but we we let them know this is your chance to to really get this back up. And um, and if we if we like if we like the guy as a person and we think he'll fit. And we, we think we can really help guys with when they do have academic struggles. We, we believe that we, we have the, we give them the opportunity to, to make it better here. So, uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a big plus when guys are already have that taken care of because it's, a, it's another indicator of, of how they, how well they take care of themselves. So uh so I think it's it's one it is one of the first questions we ask is how are his grades and and if they're great and it's like awesome that's just one one less thing that we have to weigh in.
0: So, so do you see a correlation between guys who take care of business in the classroom who come in as first year players and their success on the field?
1: I think so. Uh, there, there's definitely. Definitely when we're looking for those dirty dirtbag players that, that just want to, when I say dirty, I don't mean play the game dirty against the other team, but getting physically dirty on the field, just, just all all about baseball. Sometimes uh, those players, sometimes, sometimes those players don't have the, have the best grades. And, and, uh, but it's, To see a correlation, I I would say yes, because eventually those things pan out when, because we, we preach about, uh, the way you do most things is how, or the way you do the little things is how you do everything. So, uh, and the part of being doing the little things are, are taking care of your daily work and in the classroom. So,
0: yeah, definitely a big part of it. So you got guys on, on both ends of the spectrum and you're laying out those expectations early. Nice. what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see made by recruits you know that a player listening to this might try and avoid or just have in the back of their mind uh,
1: I think I think one of the things is when guys talk to me on the phone or they show up on campus for their visit it's can can they talk to it? can they have a conversation with us and uh, and I don't know if that's really a testament of the times or uh, or or if it's or what it is but it kind of seems like some, sometimes when guys are like that it's I wonder okay are they really interested in being here it's like, it's like yes you've come to campus you've answered my calls uh, but when they have when we have kind of mundane conversations it's it kind of makes me wonder if they're interested so uh, it, and it's not always the case because some guys are, are quiet or, or they're nervous or I'm, I, I feel like I I myself am a little more introverted, but, uh, and it, and it took me, uh, it took me a while to realize that I need to be able to have conversations and step out of my comfort zone. Uh, but so that, that can also be the case too, but it's, it always lingers in the back of my mind. Okay. Are they interested?
0: Mm-hmm. So, so you're not talking about, obviously guys have different personalities, right? Some kids are more quiet. You're talking about being present in the conversation and being engaged and interested in what's, what's being talked about sure. and what you're offering.
1: Mm-hmm, sure. And and they need to know what, what they want or what they, or what they're, what they're trying to evaluate too. Because if We're having the conversations and I'm the one asking all the questions, especially when, the, especially when we've, we've talked in the past and they're coming on campus and they don't have any questions. It's okay. Well, uh, I don't right. know. I'd th- I like to think that we, 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 uh, give them a pretty in-depth conversation or g- give them in-depth information. So maybe they don't, they don't have to have any questions, but it it, it really is good when guys have, have those questions and it, it just shows a genuine interest.
0: Yeah. If you're listening out there, um, coaches love it it's It makes the conversation flow easier. It's easier to give information about your school when you're prompted so hey, have a few questions um, great point How about parents where Where do parents usually go wrong in the recruiting process?
1: When parents do the work for their son or daughter in the recruiting process uh it's i think it 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 really I don't know if it it's kind of on the same same page was okay are, are the player is the player really interested in doing this and not only that I feel like it, it can kind of cripple them for the future so it, when when they're used to mom and dad doing everything then it's uh then it, I feel like maybe they're gonna have to go through a bigger learning curve when they when they get to college so
0: yeah gotta gotta show that independence that accountability and that responsibility rather than have your parents do everything for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So what, what would a typical recruitment look like from your end? So from start to finish, what is, what does that process look like for a player that ends up at your program? What's that first step and, and where does it go from there?
1: Uh, When either, uh, either we contact them first, they contact us and it's, it's uh we don't like to we don't like to extend extend the process out if we if we don't have to so it's uh it's initial contact and let's bring you on campus and when we're ready to make an offer we 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 like to get it to you and we and so it's uh just initial contact on campus for a workout and and if we need to do more evaluations we will but if we're ready we'll we'll make an offer so
0: so i want to i want to kind of get into that um on campus evaluation cuz that's a a step that not every level of college baseball has so is that mm-hmm. that's immediately what you guys go for okay let's get this guy on campus run him through a workout and see if he's any good
1: sure sure and a lot of times we've seen we've seen guys play before and we don't need to do that but uh especially guys that we haven't seen a whole lot we want to uh we want to get him in for for a workout on campus just to they'll go through a practice with our guys if he's a pitcher he'll be with the pitchers that day and um if he's position if he's a position player he'll be with his position group and he'll go through our batting practice and and uh go through our defensive drills and and we'll adjust it If we're doing something real specific, we'll say, Hey, in this situation, all you need to do is, is kind of tone it, kind of dumb it down a little bit. Uh, But uh, we, we just like to see, see how they are in a practice setting and kind of get a, a a really close look at their evaluation, how they play catch and how they, how they do, do, how they get ready to ready to practice, things like that too.
0: Sure. So, um, for high school guy coming in to practice, with a bunch of college, college guys, you could see how they might be a little nervous. Do you have any advice for kids out there who are listening, who might, you know, maybe be on their way to, a a workout like that in the near future for how they can have success?
1: Well, uh, a than a year, uh, less than a year before that, or yeah, I guess, uh, the players that are freshmen, they were there less than a year before that. So Uh, They were in the same situation very recently, but uh, so it's at the end of the day, it's just baseball. It's just, you you just play and have fun. So,
0: yeah. So no pressure, just go in there and do your thing to yourself. Cool. Now scholarships for junior college can vary greatly from level to level. I know, you know, like NCAA, um JUCO D3s don't have scholarships to offer. Um certain states don't have them. What's the scholarship scholarship situation like for you guys? And uh, you know, how many can you offer and what is covered in the scholarship?
1: Well, we uh our our conference used to be we could only give out tuition and books and even though that's not the same across the junior college level. But now we are able to have a have more of a pool of money. And if we're able to raise more money, we can give more scholarships. Uh, but we can we have a pool of money that we can kind of divvy up how we want. And that includes uh, can can include classes that we paid for, or it can include some living costs. And we have we just have a lot more freedom than than what than we used to in our conference.
0: Yeah. And I think that's also an underrated aspect of the junior college, obviously is the financial aspect where a lot of times there is, we talk about college baseball, not being a full ride sport, but a lot of times junior colleges do have more money and obviously it's cheaper to start with. So sure, sure. Um, that's uh that's something that, you know, if you're listening out there and wondering why you should consider junior college, Coach Crowling brought up a ton of good points earlier on, but that's another one right there is, hey, you know, the scholarship's a little more flexible. There's at times a little bit more depending on the program, and it's cheaper to play. Um, let's let's kind of transition away from the recruiting aspect mm-hmm. and get into your program there at uh, KCKCC. You know, what does a typical day look like for your players from the time that they wake up? To the time that their head pit hits the pillow at night, what are they doing?
1: Uh, we have uh, we have a, a few morning activities, uh, a couple different times a week. We have a rotation of groups that that pick up trash on campus, and it's uh, it's something that that will happen would happen right before weights, and then we would have weights uh, about seven forty five in the morning. It's not terribly early, but it's uh, but it is. Uh, something that that can get done done before classes, and then guys who go to class, uh, guys who go to class can can get that done, and we'll we'll practice in the afternoon. And it's not usually more than a, than a few hours, but uh, but after that, guys can get get more work if they want it.
0: Is there any sort of study hall for the guys after practice ends or once it's over, they're kind of on their own?
1: Yeah, our guys can, uh, our guys will, will have a certain amount of study hall hours that they need to get accomplished throughout the week. And if they don't, then we have, uh, they have various opportunities to make that up. So, and they have a couple of punishment practices that we have as well, but yes, yeah, so there is a study hall and, and our guys, our guys, go to it and and it's just another opportunity for them to catch up on things okay
0: and do most of your guys live on campus are most guys local and commuting what's what is the living situation look like
1: we have a a pretty good mix we have guys who guys who are local since we do have a pretty a pretty sizable metropolitan area and then uh we have a lot of our out-of-state players or international players uh, live on campus and uh, and then then we do have a good mix of of people who who rent rent a house rent houses around the area as well so
0: so guys are kind of coming from all over they come into campus early they've got some community work that they do jump into weights usually go straight to straight into you know some sort of breakfast and then uh, classes and then right up to the
1: baseball field Yes, absolutely. It's, it can be a pretty rigorous schedule for sure.
0: Yeah. So getting back again to some of the things you talked about, about guys really needing to love the game. Um, Like to give that, that schedule because, you know, a lot of, a lot of younger players, they see the glitz and the glamor of college baseball that don't actually get to see the opportunity, uh, you know, to see what's behind the scenes. So I definitely like to highlight that. Now, if we were to walk into one of your practices in the middle of your offensive work, what types of things would we see? What, you know, what are some of the foundational drills that you guys are using with your hitters and what are some of those everyday activities that get the guys ready to compete at the plate? Well, we would, uh, we have a,
1: a few cages so that it allows us to to get, get some extra kind of really broken down work, uh, do some various drills with the, with hack attacks, uh, breaking ball, breaking ball cage, fastball cage. And uh, we've done a lot of two strike, uh, some two strike training as of late, I would say in the past, past couple months, it's been, we've been pushing heavy for two strikes. So we'll, uh, uh, we'll either, we'll have uh, one cage that's split with some, with some T work and some front toss for guys to get a feel. And then uh, the other two cages are really, are more the difficult BP breaking ball or, or the two strikes. And then, uh, we like, we like to take on field BP a lot. We like to see how the ball flies and, and get that sort of feedback as well.
0: Sure. So when you say two strike work, what exactly are the guys doing?
1: Uh, we like to, we like to make, make a competition or, or just mix it up with, uh, the, the throw BP thrower mixing in breaking ball, fastball, And, uh, and just, we want to, we want to basically see our guys just, just make some sort of physical adjustment and, uh, and, and we want to know how they're going to attack, attack pitches with two strikes.
0: And do you guys have an overall team philosophy for that type of stuff? Or is it just laying some, some groundwork and letting guys go about it their own way? Yeah, we,
1: we preach, we just need to get the ball in play one way or the other with two strikes. And especially at the, especially at the college level in general, uh, there we're not, these aren't major leaguers out there. So putting, putting the ball in play is, is going to be infinite, infinitely better than, than strikeouts. So, uh, so basically, I mean, we, we do have some guys, we do have a couple guys that we still want, want, want them to put their best swing on it. But uh, at the end of the day, we want, we want our guys just to find just to find a a piece of the barrel one way or the other. Mm -hmm. If we we get those, get the sweet spot and we get
0: those extra bases and and that's just a bonus. Okay. So dive into that machine work that you mentioned, because that's a resource that not a lot of high school kids might have access to on a daily basis. So when you say hack attack work, when you say breaking ball work, Um, what, what exactly does that look like and and what type of velocity are are guys seeing and and what type of activity
1: with the, uh, with the hack attack, we, we just really want to challenge them, uh, with some velocity just to, I think it, I think it exposes when guys aren't really efficient with their swing and we don't have a, a specific, specific velocity that we go for, uh, all the time. We just, uh basically we just want to challenge them and, uh, we will have some feel good batting practice every now and then, but really it's hey, just embrace, embrace the suck embrace the challenge and, and, uh, just use, use it, use it as feedback and make adjustments.
0: So it's not uncommon to see guys getting blown up in there and having some struggles.
1: It can, yeah, it, it, it can happen for sure. But guys, guys come around and they, they figure out. They just get a. They get a little better feel once they realize that. Uh, once they realize they're not moving as efficient, and, and
0: they can make the adjustments. So, really using the tools that you have at your program's disposal to do some of that teaching for you, rather than having to, you know, break down a swing on every few minutes or um, being guys' absolutely. ears. Yeah, absolutely. The less we can talk, the
1: better. Uh, and and it also also helps that uh in the fall we just we go right into playing games so uh we don't really have time to to talk to really just work on just mechanics or things like that there'll be a time period and in, in uh before guys go on on their winter break that uh we can have them we can really kind of have some back and forth about mechanics and 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 things like that but really it's it's uh the less
0: the less talking that we can do the better sure sure um now you were an outfielder yourself so mm-hmm. i'd love to get into some outfield defense here i think that's a position that at the high school level you don't always see a lot of instruction on so what are some of the drills or skills that you guys are working on with your guys on a regular basis and in the same way that you talked about that offensive foundation and work, what are some of the things that you're doing with guys on defense and particularly in the outfield?
1: Well, uh, Coach Sharp here at, at KCK is, uh, is our outfield guy and he was our outfield guy when I was playing. So when I was at Avila, I took a lot of the same principles and a lot of the same drills with me there when I was working with our outfielders and so it's pretty similar, but uh our guys really really work on on just the little parts of uh of getting rid of the of receiving the ball and getting rid of it and uh so we we do a lot of uh just just roll rolling balls to each other, really work on getting a feel for uh catch and release, and sometimes we even put a stopwatch on our guys and and uh just hey, how fast can you get rid of the ball so that way we that's it go, kind of goes back to less talking about mechanics and and more of more about guys just kind of getting a feel and getting rid of the ball uh but uh a lot of our work is is just just any movement you might see from an outfielder that's the uh that's the turn and throw that's the one that's straight on we work on we work on very situational what we what we do with guys on base what we do with without guys on base uh and we we really want our guys to be great at going going back for baseball it's that way when when uh pitchers make make their execute their pitches and they get weak contact we don't have to we don't have to waste that by letting balls drop in front of us we can once our guys get good at at Going back on baseballs, then we can play a little more in and, and trust their athleticism to get up to
0: go catch a ball over their head so how are you guys working on going back on balls? Is there anything specific that you do, or is it just a lot of fungo work or are you incorporating machines or uh, we we uh,
1: We preach our guys being able to run without looking at the ball for at the very least a few steps. And these are those these are those balls that are for sure over their head that they can see it off the bat turn and run catch up to it look and catch a baseball so uh, we do it starts with starts with drills over the head drill we have guys who and then we also have them just take off on a run take off on a sprint they'll sprint for about thirty yards and then we'll we'll throw we'll toss a ball in the air call it out and just have them have them work on finding it so we just we do those are one of a few one of a few drills that we do but uh I think one thing that a lot of fungo hitters uh, fall into when they're working with outfielders is they'll hit the fly balls and the outfielders kind of get a feel for how how whether they know it or not they'll get a gauge for how far the fungo hitter fungo hitter is hitting it and they'll kind of camp out in that area, but we just have to remind them, hey, we know you know how to to come in on baseballs. We know you know how to camp under a ball. We want we want to see how you, how far you can go back on a baseball and catch it. So we, it's just a, it's just a constant challenge of, hey, let's not get complacent. Let's get real, Let's get even better at, at running back on baseballs here.
0: So when you guys are taking BP on the field, like you said, you do you have guys in the outfield working on. On their craft absolutely absolutely and we
1: our pitchers know that it's it's the outfielders time even though we have pitchers out there shagging shagging baseballs when there's an outfielder there it's it's his area and and they're working on it so uh that's it's one of the best times for an outfielder outfielder to work on fly balls because you just get you get the true to get the true spin on a ball and a fungo hitter can Longer hitter is going to make his mistakes and hit topspin, topspin fly balls and things like that that you just don't see. So uh, having a having a live bat for an outfielder is
0: is the best best way to get a look. Sure. So let's put you in the maybe in the in the mind of one of your players and talk video games here. If you were building an outfielder like a video game player what defensive skills are you making sure are at a hundred are maxed out? I would think throwing accuracy.
1: I think, uh, I think that's just, it's, it's key, especially in our, in how we, how we use our defense. It's we we have to make sure that we're hitting the cutoff or we're giving long hops to our, to our fielders or, or no hop. So if you can do those, the if you can do, do those things well, and you can be accurate with your throws. it's going to make up for for uh, a lot of your game uh, we've We've had all conference players in the past that just didn't really have the the velocity with their with their throws, but it's, we, we knew it was going to be on the money so uh, it's it's a
0: big part of the game that gets overlooked. Sure. so when you're evaluating high school outfielders, is that something that you're really honing in on, or is that something that you feel like? you can teach once you once you get guys to campus i think
1: it's something that we can uh we can teach when guys get to campus a, a lot of the throwing accuracy is is being held accountable and in concentration and so with the with the daily work that that we have uh there's it, it just too much opportunity to uh to not get good at uh to not get good art uh, with throwing accuracy so Uh, we, we feel like it's something that we can, we can teach. So we, we definitely look for, uh, in high school outfielders is reaction time and, and, uh, kind of the, the vision, vision of reading fly balls. If they, when they have the natural gift of doing that, uh, it it just makes our job a lot easier.
0: Yeah. You guys can kind of fill in some of those other skills then. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so don't want to keep you here forever. I have a few more questions for you. I know you guys have a busy schedule. Um, I I want to get into a question about culture and, um, character. So if, if you could instill three qualities in all of your players and recruits, what would you want to have them have? What, What are some of those things that you want to instill in them?
1: I think it would be, I think it would be vision, discipline, and, and uh, independence. And I think, I think that's something that uh, has, that's something that I, those are three qualities that I got from playing college baseball Uh, with vision. It's just, you have to, you have to have a sense of where, where you're wanting to go. So even if, even if you're, your vision is small, you're, you're still chasing something. And so you can't, you can't catch something if you're, if you aren't, if you aren't chasing it. And even if you're chasing it and you don't get what you want, you'll get what you need. And, uh, and discipline is, is going to help you help you chase that, chase that vision. And, uh, and we, we want our guys to be independent and be able to to think and make decisions for themselves so if we if we get guys who can who can develop along those lines then they're going to be pretty pretty
0: successful yeah so it sounds like having come come off a 19 game win streak you guys are doing a pretty good job of instilling some of those things
1: well i we hope so and the the biggest thing though is our guys are really are, are really buying into to how we do things and our team strategy and uh, developing their skills as well. So it's, I mean, it's, that's been on the players
0: for sure. So what does that look like? You know, you, you hear the term buy-in a lot, but in your mind, what is, what does that buy-in look like? What are some things that you can actually see happening where you, besides the wins, where as a coach, you say, you know what, these guys are really bought in.
1: It's, uh, when, when guys em, embrace the details of, of how we do things, I think we have a, we have a very detailed program and uh, a lot of the tradition, uh, a lot of a lot of the tradition will be, you'll see it in our alumni games when guys come back and they have, they have some of the similar, similar stories and they say the same phrases and things like that. Uh, when, when guys embrace the details of the program and they get to know it, that's when they can that when it that's when it kinda of becomes within them and then they can go play baseball and do it the way the way that we've in, I guess in the manner that we've that we've tried to teach. And and guys will will recognize opportunity uh with how with how we preach things and they'll they'll be able they'll start to take more risks because they know they know that's what we're hunting. So uh, I think it's just it's it's all in the details. We see it in games. Uh some of the things that we teach that that guys are starting to starting to do on their own. And uh there was definitely a big learning curve in the fall. I in the fall we we did not we did not play very well, but we, we started playing well, I think in the last two or three weeks of the fall. Our hitters just started started hitting a lot. Uh they were they were taking taking risks on the, on the bases that we, that we've been preaching. And so once they, once the light bulb comes on and they, that's, that's kind of when we feel like they embrace it and they, they buy in.
0: So. Yeah. Things start to click at the right times. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people forget that, you know, building culture is a, it's, it's dynamic and it's always changing. So it it takes time. But as you mentioned, when you get that buy-in from guys, know eventually you get there which is awesome to see for your program having success this season um let's uh let's talk about advice for high school freshmen out there who are just starting the recruiting process or thinking about playing college baseball they know they want to play at the next level if you could give them one piece of advice what would that be
1: i would say find out as much about college baseball with the, with the context you have uh, as you can. So, and, and make new contacts while doing it. So that, I think that's really going to help them develop a vision of what they want uh, from college baseball. Uh, it's going to help them find out the maybe geographical area they want to be in or the, the quality of program they want to be in or the, uh, if they want a very detailed program that we have or more of a uh, more of a, a program that kind of, they just, they, they, they get those the the big time players and they roll the ball out, roll the balls out and play. It uh, just gonna. I think the more they, the more information they seek out, the more they're going to find out, yes, this is what I want to do. Or they may find out, well, maybe this isn't what I want to do, or maybe this is, how my opinion has changed before I even get to
0: college baseball. So uh, they just got to reach out and ask questions to people. Love it. Love it. And we certainly provide a lot of that on our website so they can check us out. Um, Last question isn't really a question, but what we like to finish on is just, you know, you've got a a large audience of high school baseball players and high school baseball parents out there listening. So we just want to give you a, some open mic time. If if there's anything that you feel like we missed, or if you have an important message you want to deliver to high school players and parents or coaches out there listening, um, go ahead and, and turn it over to you and see if you have any last words of wisdom for people. I would say
1: biggest thing for players and, and parents alike is to be open minded uh, as to where you want to go. I had I had some family that they. Uh, when I told them I wanted to go go to junior college and specifically specifically go to KCK, they they just heard junior college and and uh, and didn't didn't understand. I had some family that was encouraging of it, and they want they they knew all about it, but some family didn't didn't understand the opportunity that uh, junior college can can bring, especially with the right coaches. And uh, so my my biggest advice would to be be uh, open minded about. Uh, opportunities that, that can come come up and uh, to just keep working up working on the little parts of the game if you're a player that's it's so important. It's important to do the big parts too, but the devil's in the details so uh learn learn about the games within the game of baseball and and just keep getting after it
0: absolutely, absolutely. well, coach, um I know you got a game later today. Wishing you guys a lot of luck. We've been talking with Andrew Kryling on the podcast today. He's a, a coach at Kansas City, Kansas Community College, which yes, a mouthful, which is a mouthful, and uh, been trying to avoid saying it because I know I was going to trip up on it. Um, but doing a great job providing information. We uh, we really appreciate you jumping on the podcast today and mm-hmm. um, and sharing your insight.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And for those of you listening, keep listening to all the other, other podcasts. They're golden. They're, they're full of great information. Just, just listen to it. Embrace it. And uh, it's just another resource for you to find out more,
0: more about what you want out of college baseball. Appreciate that, Coach. We'll uh, catch up with you soon. And best of luck to you guys the rest of the way.
2: Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast brought to you by Keep Playing Baseball. As always, if you need more information on the recruiting process or how to play college baseball, you can find that for free on our website, www.keepplayingbaseball.org. We're also very active on social media. That's at KeepPlayingBB on Twitter, Keep playing Baseball on Facebook, and at Keep Playing Baseball on Instagram. If you've enjoyed this podcast, Please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review or at least tell your friends. We provide all this information for free because we want to help you get to the next level. If you're interested in a partnership or sponsorship in underwriting some of the Keep Playing Baseball content on our website or being the title sponsor or running ads on our podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out to keepplayingbaseball at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening to this episode, and we look forward to catching you on the next one.